Jones and I talk about the Doc Savage formula. The formula is on Tony Jones' website, which is in the podcast notes. However, since we're talking to each other, let me read through it. Lester Dent was the driving force behind the Doc Savage novels. He wrote short stories to order. He had a formula for producing 6,000 word stories. Here is the summary of his formula. He starts with a master plot. You start with at least one of the following, or ideally all three. A different murder method for the villain, a different goal for the villain, a different locale. You should also make sure that a dark menace hangs like a cloud over the hero. Split the story into 1,500 word chunks and write them according to the following subsections. The first section, do the following. Start with the hero, first line if possible. Have the hero sorting out their own problems. Introduce every other character as soon as possible. Hero ends up in a fight near the end. End with a surprise twist. The second 1,500 words, you proceed to shovel on the grief. The hero struggles harder, leading to dot, dot, dot. You fill that in. Then more conflict. End with another surprise twist. The third 1,500 word section. Almost predictably, this is a magnified version of the previous. Shovel on more grief. Hero makes some progress and corners the villain or someone else leading to the villain, dot, dot, dot. Yet more conflict. Now another surprise twist and one that makes it much worse for the hero. For the final 1,500 words, you can almost guess the rest. Keep shoveling on the grief. Put the hero in a life or death situation. The hero uses their own skill slash training slash strength to escape. A final conflict has the benefit of solving most of the mysteries of the story. Then a final twist or slash surprise. Then the punchline slash wrap. I think 6,000 is a decent length for a short story. Yeah. And it's kind of novella-length short story. It's not not a fifteen hundred word short story. Yeah, so they're from the pulp era, and the pulp era was stuff that you could read commuting, wasn't it? It was um, it was sort of almost throwaway stuff. Um, and six thousand enough to introduce a situation, give a bit of flesh to a character. It's not very modern, um, so you don't get very character-driven. It's very much um, situation-driven. So you haven't got a lot of time for what the what the hero did when they were younger or romance. Right. So that it's um, 
I think if you're doing a serial though, you, that stuff kind of comes through slowly over the, the, the whole series. Absolutely. So when I look at this outline, it's pretty, it's actually very, very flexible. Uh, probably the most strict or the discipline part I think comes from the word count, having a finite word count for those uh, four, uh, I don't know. I think of things when I write in, in, in a series of acts, but uh, whatever, the four movements here, um, it's that word count. I've never written in a manner where I thought, oh, I need to get this much done in this word count. That, that's something I've not done. I've done it as an experiment, and it's, it's, it's interesting to do. I have to say, recent things I've done, um, I haven't followed this particularly. I've, um, I've still done things that have to be a certain size. So when I've had commissioned work, you know, the publisher, in the particular case of stuff I've done, uh, more recently has said, well, it's got to be this size um, and I want the beats to be here, here and here. And then let's have a, another twist. So the thing I am most guilty of is in the final quarter, I tend to solve my problem and then want to wrap the story up. And I often forget the final twist. Oh. I, yeah, one last go around the block. That's we're working with an editor and them say, hang on, let's just, you know, let's just this one more time before the story ends. Nice. You know, I'm gonna have to read a Doc Savage and, and so I can get an as an example of, because that final twist, I am not sure that's something I frequently do either. I, 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 huh, let's see, Final Conflict has the benefit of solving most of the mysteries, but then there's a final twist. Is that like a, a last uh, 200 words kind of thing to leave the reader wanting to read the next issue or? I think it depends on what you're up to. So the. Um, the example I'm thinking of is an um, audio drama I recently, well, I wrote eight, 16 months ago, but it's just been recorded, it's been released recently. And, yeah, I had the hero and the villain, or protagonist and antagonist. Um, towards the end, there was what looked like the final battle between the two of them, and then just allowing the hero time to you know, get out and finish some other things they had to finish. But really, the pacing dropped in the last three or four minutes it was a very very slow ending and what the editor said was well hang on how do we know how do we know that they've actually won the fight so you see on <laughs> uh, any netflix blockbuster so i'm just watching continuum at the moment and you know you have all the big fights and it looks like it's all done and then the the female cop from the future says to the cop in the present well that's it let's just move on then suddenly the guy they thought they'd beaten wasn't unconscious and he's just gone off in a corner or he's just going to go off and set the bomb off or whatever it is oh. it's that it's that you think you've won the day everyone takes a breath and then they realize it's not over that makes sense and you, when you're doing a serial that's very important because you want them to come back for the to, to, to learn more and whether you follow up with exactly that twist in the next issue or not that's sort of up to the uh you know the discretion of the the people who are producing this because I think if you're not doing a serial, you, the, the final twist may not be there. That, that's my opinion. It, it may be more, uh, you want a satisfying re resolution. Well, okay, so let's take Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings is a little bit longer than 6,000 words. But if we get to the end of Lord of the Rings, they've defeated Sauron, they've destroyed the ring. There's this big, long play out as the hobbits go home. Well then, hang on, and this is a spoiler for people that haven't read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, Hobbitland's been taken over by some bad guys, and they have to go and beat them up as well. 
there's a big party at the end once they've tidied up Hobbitland, or the Shire, rather. Oh. So I think, I think you can argue that it's, uh, it, it's there in other forms. Yeah, huh. Yeah, that, so that's exciting. I apologise for bringing in Lord of the Rings. I think it's a bit twee, a bit... Um, uh, it's too easy to bring in Lord of the Rings. Well, I think it's fair enough. I, I, I'm a little bit vague. I've uh, forgotten the order of the, the books, so I'm a little bit vague on ex when you say Lord of the Rings, which which book is the uh, uh, you're, you're talking about? So the third one. The oh, okay. For sure, when I was writing serial fiction or or serial uh, or, or comic book series, I was working on the it was a noir. No, in noir fiction, uh, generally the uh, the, the protagonist fights and works his way, does his best. He strives to achieve something uh, better. He tries to better his life, win the girl. He tries to, you know, hit check all the boxes. But uh, by the end of the story, usually there's something that happens. He may check some of the boxes, but he doesn't get everything. And uh, and, and it generally turns out to be an, a, a, a zero-sum gain, meaning he doesn't gain anything. He just got back to about where he was before. Mm -hmm. but, but there was a nice story there. So I'm going to say something that may not be true. I wonder if a lot of noir fiction comes from serialized PI novels, etc., where you want to reset the story or reset the ground so that the next story for, with that PI or the next story with that hard-boiled cop could happen. Well, I think, I think that, yes, and I think something that I've not found enough of is the next level up from this, which is exactly what you're talking about, which is when you've got a series, what's the structure of a series? Because you've got to avoid growing the characters because they end up breaking the mold of the series. Um, it's like in the 80s, there was a TV show called Moonlighting, oh, yeah. where the, um, was it Bruce Willis and, oh, what's it, Andy <sighs> Dickinson? And didn't they break the story by getting them married? Oh, did they ever get married? I don't remember. Maybe they did. <laughs> I think they did, or they broke the story by admitting they were in love or something, but they, they broke it. Oh wow! So I think I think a series is very very difficult because you do want growth across thirteen episodes and stuff, um, and I do think that's why. Um, so I've got a lot of time for big American TV series because I think American TV series are incredibly well engineered, but they suffer from the inflation problem in that they have one good series that's really cleverly constructed. So next time round, they try and do the same again, but more, and it just gets more and more ridiculous. So the original Heroes series, um, I thought, was extremely well put together. Yeah. But then, of course, it was popular, so it came back again. So they had to go back around all the characters and give them all yet another twist. And just by about series three, series four, it had got ridiculous. I don't know you, but I think. I think it's a problem that series tend to have, um, and it's very difficult to have a real longevity unless you become a soap opera, yeah. where where actually nothing really happens. You know, characters die, some characters move in, and it just kind of goes on forever. Next episode, Tony and I talk about Michael Moorcock, who used the Doc Savage formula to write novels in three days. Um, but just some of his ideas are so strange, like brass birds that 